The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. As of the end of August this year, Beijing has 200 museums. That's one museum for every 100,000 people in the city, forming the largest museum cluster in the country. That is according to the 2023 Beijing Culture Forum. From 2020, Beijing accelerated its efforts to build a city of museums. Relying on its rich historical and cultural heritage, in the past three years, Beijing has made use of vacated cultural relics buildings, former residences of celebrities, as well as guild halls, vacated industrial park spaces, and collective industry spaces, to build various types of museums. In the urban renewal drive, according to the city's plans, by 2025, the total number of museums in Beijing is expected to exceed 260. That's 1.2 museums per 100,000 people, and by 2035, there will be two museums. Per one hundred thousand people, bringing the total number of museums in the city to more than four hundred and sixty. You're listening to Special English. The International Olympic Committee and UN Habitat have signed a new collaboration to promote physical activity. In urban environments, following the initiatives of Olympic Agenda 2020 and Olympic Agenda 2020 Plus Five, the Olympic Committee is focusing on strengthening the role of sport for sustainable development by engaging with UN Habitat's extensive networks of city leaders and officials. IOC President Thomas Bach said that from its long-standing experience of putting sport at the service of society, the committee is aware that it is necessary to bring the benefits of sport to where the people are, namely cities and urban areas across the world. The new collaboration is based on investments from both the IOC and UN Habitat, and will begin with projects across several countries, helping to create urban environments that encourage active lifestyles and access for more communities to the benefits of sport. Its implementation will begin in November. In five cities, in Africa, Latin America, and the Asia Pacific region, with an initial time frame of three years. This is special English.
After years of rural revitalization, China is now planning to cultivate a group of high-level craftsmen who can set up workshops or companies to create more jobs in rural areas. That is according to a guideline jointly issued by the National Rural Revitalization Administration and eight other government bodies. Last December, officials will recognize about 100 master craftsmen nationwide, and roughly 1,000 high-level model craftsmen by 2025, and also set up a group of workshops led by the latter. Under the craftsmen's influence, more jobs are expected to be created. And local villagers will have the chance to earn more money. The range of crafts supported by the guideline include weaving and knitting, tie dyeing, porcelain making, house building and renovating, as well as stone engraving, printing, and lacquerware making. Many of these are traditional craft skills. That have been designated as intangible cultural heritage. Xu Shuqiu, a professor at the China Academy for Rural Development at Zhejiang University, said the nation's cultivation of craftsmen is meant to promote the development of local industries and to protect those crafts that are in danger of vanishing. According to a survey on China's traditional crafts conducted by the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences in 2019, more than half of the craftsmen who mastered the skills were above 55 years of age, and 60% of them had no apprentice to pass on their knowledge to. Xu said, under the policies. Craftsmen can enjoy various kinds of support from the government, expand their businesses, and build up small industry chains in villages. Xu said that craftsmen should turn to e-commerce and other promotional ways to find a market outside their villages. You're listening to Special English. China, long famed as the kingdom of bicycles, has now raced ahead of the field with smart technology, wooing global bicycle lovers with smart and high-end models at favorable prices. Golden Wheel Group, a leading Chinese bicycle enterprise, exports various e-bikes. That incorporate its patented technology. The company's latest smart model, equipped with a removable multi-application module battery, was launched in the European market in the first half of this year, giving a boost to its exports revenue of 85 million U.S. dollars over that period of time. 
The company is headquartered in North China's Tianjin municipality, known as China's largest bicycle production base and distribution center. In addition to bike exports via offshore shipping, the port city has seen an increase in bicycle exports via the China-Europe freight train service. In the first five months of this year, the train service from Tianjin handled 13 million U.S. dollars of bicycle exports, up 11.5 percent year on year. Data from the China Bicycle Association shows that the export price of a China-made bicycle averaged 90 U.S. dollars last year. An increase of more than 20 percent year on year. Guo Wenyu, Secretary General of the association, said the price rise is considerable for a bicycle production and sales country with a global market share of over 70 percent. Guo attributed the price increase to the global trend. For more intelligent and high-end bicycles, riding on this new wave, Ima Technology Group, another leading Chinese e-bike manufacturer, has launched an integrated digital ecosystem composed of a cloud platform, enabling interactive functions that connect the rider, the e-bike, and the helmet. Xiao Bing, director of IMAR's research center, said that 50% of the company's new bicycles are equipped with smart technology, and that will rise to 90% by 2025. Chinese bicycle producers have observed how the function of bikes has evolved over time. Going from a mere transportation tool to an apparatus for exercise and entertainment, Yang Yufeng, general manager of Golden Wheel Group, said Chinese firms are committed to leading new trends in the bicycle industry, as the industry increasingly integrates new energy, new materials, and technologies. The company has exported products to more than 120 countries and regions. In March this year, the company's new R&D and marketing center was officially established in Frankfurt, aiming at the high-end market in Europe and the United States. The center will focus on the development of bicycle applications. For the Internet of Things, this is special English. Israeli researchers have discovered new biological markers that could make it possible to diagnose preeclampsia, a life-threatening pregnancy disorder, even before symptoms appear. Researchers from the Israel Institute of Technology found that the placenta cells of women with preeclampsia had changes in gene expression, 
which led to inflammation and other problems. The researchers believe that these biological markers could be used to develop a blood test or other diagnostic tool that could detect preeclampsia early before symptoms appear. This would allow doctors to start treatment earlier and improve the chances of a healthy outcome for the mother and baby. Preeclampsia is a serious condition of pregnancy, usually characterized by high blood pressure, protein in the urine, and severe swelling. If left unattended, preeclampsia can result in severe and, in some cases, fatal complications for both the mother and the baby. You're listening to Special English. Chinese researchers have predicted that 2023 could become the hottest year on record, while 2024 may be even hotter, based on the analysis of a data set they have developed. The study, published in the journal Advances in Atmospheric Sciences, was conducted by researchers from the School of Atmospheric Sciences at Sun Yat-sen University. The team discovered that 2023 has already experienced the third hottest first half-year since records began, which is based on the analysis of the China Global Merged Surface Temperature Dataset 2.0. Global mean sea surface temperatures surged to an all-time high in April, while global mean land air temperatures followed suit by reaching their second highest monthly level in June. This combination resulted in May being crowned the hottest month ever recorded for global mean surface temperatures. The study further reveals that global temperatures continued to rise into the second half of this year, driven by factors including El Nino and widespread wildfires. Both global mean sea surface temperatures and land temperatures reached unprecedented highs for July. The researchers then made the prediction that 2023 is on track to becoming the hottest year on record, while 2024 may witness even higher global surface temperatures. That is based on the current trajectory and short-term forecast results of El Nino, along with the extremely positive phase of the Atlantic multi-decadal oscillation, which strongly influences global surface temperatures. The study pointed out that as global warming accelerates, the likelihood of extreme weather events and disasters increases, calling for urgent action. Li Qingxiang, the corresponding author and a professor 
at Sun Yat-sen University, said that as global temperatures continue to break records, it is clear that immediate and sustained efforts are needed to mitigate the devastating impacts of climate change. The data set, developed by Lee's team, integrates over a century's worth of global land-air temperature data, resulting in a valuable resource for climate scientists and policymakers. This is Special English. A tomb dating back more than 1,400 years has been found in Xianyang, in northwest China's Shanxi province. The site has been identified as the tomb of Yu Wen Jue, the founding emperor of the Northern Zhou period, spanning from 557 to 581. A total of 146 burial objects, mainly pottery figurines, have been unearthed. The pottery figurines show people holding shields, soldiers on horseback, and camels carrying goods. Archaeologist Wang Meng said that pottery figurines are the most common funeral objects in northern Zhou tombs. Such figurines are relatively small and often depict animals and human beings. An epigraph of the tomb owner was discovered at the east side of the tomb entrance. It was a square-shaped stela engraved with standard script characters, revealing that the owner was the Northern Zhou's first emperor, who died in 558 and was buried under the title of Duke of Lueyang. Zhao Jianrei, an assistant researcher at the Shanxi Academy of Archaeology, said that knowing Yuwen Jue was buried under the title of Duke of Lueyang allows people to look into the political and social changes of the Northern Zhou period. Historian Fang Gang said that Yuwen Jue received the title Duke of Lueyang when he was a child. He lived a very short life of 15 years, during most of which he was manipulated as a puppet by Yu Wen Hu, the nephew of his father. The excavation project was led by the Shanxi Academy of Archaeology. It is the second northern Zhou tomb ruin discovered in the province. The other tomb was the Shao Mausoleum, also in Xianyang. It belonged to Yuan Jue's brother. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. After years of rural revitalization, China is now planning to cultivate a group of high-level craftsmen who can set up workshops or companies to create more jobs in rural areas.
That is according to a guideline jointly issued by the National Rural Revitalization Administration and eight other government bodies last December. Officials will recognize about a hundred master craftsmen nationwide and roughly one thousand high-level model craftsmen by 2025, and also set up a group of workshops led by the latter. Under the craftsmen's influence, more jobs are expected to be created, and local villagers will have the chance to earn more money. The range of crafts supported by the guidelines includes weaving and knitting, tie-dyeing, porcelain making, house-building and renovating, as well as stone engraving, printing, and lacquerware making. Many of these are traditional craft skills that have been designated as intangible cultural heritage. Xu Shu Chu, a professor at the China Academy for Rural Development at Zhejiang University, said the nation's cultivation of craftsmen is meant to promote the development of local industries and to protect those crafts that are in danger of vanishing. According to a survey on China's traditional crafts conducted by the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences in 2019, more than half of the craftsmen who mastered the skills were above 55 years of age. And 60% of them had no apprentice to pass on their knowledge to. Xu said, under the policies, craftsmen can enjoy various kinds of support from the government, expand their businesses, and build up small industry chains in villages. Xu said that craftsmen should turn to e-commerce and other promotional ways to find a market outside their villages. You're listening to Special English. Chinese researchers have predicted that 2023 could become the hottest year on record, while 2024 may be even hotter, based on the analysis of a dataset they have developed. The study, published in the journal Advances in Atmospheric Sciences, was conducted by researchers from the School of Atmospheric Sciences at Sun Yat-sen University. The team discovered that 2023. Has already been the third hottest first half year since records began, based on the analysis of the China Global Merged Surface Temperature Dataset 2.0. Global mean sea surface temperatures surged to an all-time high in April, while global mean land air temperatures followed suit by reaching their second highest monthly level in June. This combination resulted in May being crowned the hottest month ever recorded for global mean surface temperatures. The study further reveals that global temperatures continue to rise into the second half of this year, driven by factors including El Nino and widespread wildfires. Both global mean sea surface temperatures and land temperatures reached unprecedented highs for July. The researchers then made the prediction that 2023 is on track to becoming the hottest year on record, while 2024 may witness even higher global surface temperatures. That is based on the current trajectory and short-term forecast results of El Nino, along with the extremely positive phase of the Atlantic multi-decadal oscillation, which strongly influences global surface temperatures. The study pointed out that as global warming accelerates, the likelihood of extreme weather events and disasters increases, calling for urgent action. Li Qingxiang, the corresponding author and a professor at Sun Yat-sen University, said that as global temperatures continue to break records, it is clear that immediate and sustained efforts are needed to mitigate the devastating impacts of climate change. The dataset, developed by Li's team, 
integrates over a century's worth of global land-air temperature data, resulting in a valuable resource for climate scientists and policymakers. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. <laughs>